The IDP Pros Podcasts on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network are brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Patreon. The IDP Pro Players Pod is a proud member of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, home of the hottest, smartest, and fastest-growing sports gambling and fantasy football providers in professional sports entertainment to date. And now, without any further delay, here's your veteran, infamous No Dirty O in season and senior IDP pros, Johnny the Greek and Gary, the IDP tipster, coming off the edge as always with their deepest standard league NFL defensive takes. Welcome back to the IDP Pros Podcast. My name is Johnny the Greek. I am joined this week and every week with the senior IDP analyst for the SGPN Network, the man, the myth, the legend, the IDP tipster, Mr. Gary Van Dyke. Gary, how are you, sir? I am hyped up, man. We have a returning guest and I get reunited with an old friend, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, we have two guests this week. Uh, we're going totally wild. We've got, first of all, coming back. Thank you for coming back, sir. Mr. Dynasty Santa of the IDP guys. He's a content manager over there, a ranker, a writer, and a known Philly fanatic. How are you, sir? Hey, hey. I had to represent on the jersey tonight and uh, getting in the groove. We got football back, you know? What's more to ask for it? Dude, absolutely. Horrible game so far, but that's to be expected. <laughs> and also joining us, we've got at JJ Wenner, the host of the Ride or Dynasty podcast, also a known degenerate and a frequent flyer on the Getting Defensive podcast. We both are so excited because we're reunited. JJ, how are you, sir? Oh, man, I am doing great. Excited to be here. Excited for some uh, Jets football tonight. Football-like products, I guess. I don't know. Yes. I'm excited, though. Football-like products is true. Have we scored points yet? I haven't looked in a few minutes. I but, turned uh, it off. I don't need yeah, to see that. Yeah, I turned it off, too. We'll read yeah. about it tomorrow. Beautiful. Yep, we got plenty of good stuff for you tonight, though. We're going to start with some news and notes. It is that time of the year. We're going to start with the Eli Apple signing in Miami. And we've got SGPN Injury Doc to talk about this situation. This IDP Pros podcast segment is brought to you by the SGPN Fantasy Doc, Sebastian Fearon. Sebastian is an Army veteran, a doctor of physical therapy, and a strength and conditioning specialist, and he'll be helping us with injury information all season long on the IDP Pros podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at SGPNFootballDoc, all one word. What's up, guys? SGPN Football Doc here, and today we're heading down to Sunday, Miami to talk about none other than quarterback Jalen Ramsey. Miami Dolphins newest addition, Jalen Ramsey, went down with a knee injury on Thursday, July 27th in training camp. Why not be in a meniscus tear? So your meniscus is protective cartilage in your knee. Meniscus is really responsible for shock absorption, helps to stabilize the knee. 
Now, depending on the type of tear, how big the tear is, there's a couple different options. If it's a small tear, you could rehab it and not have to worry about surgery. This was not the case. When it is needs surgery, there's two options. You can either do a debridement or a meniscectomy where essentially the surgeon goes in and simply removes the damaged tissue, the damaged meniscus, or you can do a meniscus repair where the surgeon actually has to repair the damaged meniscus. The meniscus repair is always what is recommended for long-term knee health because once that meniscus is removed, it's forever gone. But it does require a much longer rehab. When you're talking about a meniscus removal or a meniscectomy, you simply take that meniscus out and you're looking at four to six weeks for recovery time. With a repair, you're looking at something way longer. We're in the six to seven month time. Now, reports have came out, you know, they're not expecting back until December. And I still think that's a little bit aggressive. I think December is best case scenario for Ramsey. I think it's a realistic possibility that we don't see Jalen Ramsey until the end of the season, if at all, this year. I think it's going to take some time for him to adjust to the game speed. And I think it's a real aggressive prognosis for him to think that he's going to come back and play a significant amount of games this year. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Follow for more. The IDP Pros Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. The Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is perfect for the diehard degenerate. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first prize. Plus, we've got a monthly SGP Stories podcast, which is an ad-free, uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being degenerates. There's even a Discord channel just for our patrons. The Sports Gambling Podcast has and always will give out all their picks for free, and the Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Patreon. Good stuff there. Thank you, Sebastian, for that update. My takeaway on that is not great for Jalen Ramsey. Uh, And that leads us into our next topic. So the Dolphins signed Eli Apple as a replacement. Steve, any interest? Kind of a nothing burger for me right now. Um, Feels like kind of just a camp signing to get some depth out there, another body to replace Ramsey and camp. Uh, For IDP purposes, I'm not really super interested. I think there's probably three, possibly four guys. If Apple was brought in to replace Ramsey directly, I think there's, he's probably third or fourth in line right now. Might have a lot of work to to actually win a starting spot. Uh, As I think, um, you know, we may have heard that some uh, online depth charts already have him slotted right in there, which I think is absolutely crazy. So <laughs> beware of ESPN yeah. Yeah, and our lads. Yeah. Good, good stuff there. <laughs> uh, you know, the window for Miami to win a championship, we tend to think it's going to be open for a while. In reality, we know those windows are very, very brief. They have to make a run this year. So Eli Apple, I mean, You could do worse on the outside. I mean, he's not going to play the slot. I don't think he's going to take Ramsey's role, but maybe that frees up somebody else who they think maybe can step in. I mean, only in cornerback required leagues where I even think about him, and I'd wait to sign him until week three or until I can see what he's actually doing. That's the answer here. Wait till we see snaps. Uh, Gary, any thoughts? 
Yeah, I got a couple on them. I was looking at this, you know, a little bit earlier, and apparently my camp reports, I mean, Eli Apple is just like, you know, trying to hang in there. He's He might get a slot job or something like that, but they're really looking at Cam Smith and that rookie from last year. What is it? Coho? Cater Coho. Yeah, yeah. They're really looking at them right now. So Eli Apple was brought in just for some veteran depth. I mean, he, if you look at his PFF, he is below par. I think they're really relying on their pass rush that they've just developed, adding Chubb, giving him uh, Phillips help and such. But uh, I, I like to get your guys' thoughts on Brandon Jones and him back in the mix all of a sudden. I mean, that secondary might not be very busy this year, right? With uh, with the, the, a healthy front four there that's that's pretty darn dominant. Uh, solid linebacking core. They brought in David Long, right? Um, hopefully Vic Fangio uses everyone in a much better way than previous years. I mean, we saw Jalen Phillips dropping back in coverage, I think way more than anyone he anybody wanted to see him so hopefully he'll actually be rushing the passer a little bit more this year along next to a full year now of bradley chubb let's you know pray that he stays healthy so i just don't know that the secondary is going to be super busy this year hopefully um I, I i really want brandon jones to come back healthy i think he's still kind of on the fence even right now for week one but um i'm still taking him because he's he's got the injury discount right now so if i can grab him as my like fourth or fifth defensive back or my third or fourth safety. I, I love him there with, with his upside. Um, so I'm still a Brandon Jones uh, buyer or rosterer, especially with the built-in injury discount right now. I'm just not counting on him to be like a solid starter right out of the gate. Did any of you guys listen to the, um, the Jordan Rodrigue podcast play callers? She put it out on The Athletic. It, it's all about uh, McVeigh, Shanahan, and that whole crew of coaches like Mike McDaniel. And it just talks about their path going up. One of the most interesting things, though, that she talked about in the podcast was how Fangio was the guy who wrecked that first season when McVeigh went to the Super Bowl, right? That team was averaging 33 points a game. They ran into the Bears, and he held them to six. And that was the blueprint then that was used by Belichick in the Super Bowl. Uh, I say that, though, because in this podcast, they all talk about how Fangio, who wasn't a part of their group, was so brilliant that they all were copying him. So I find it funny that one of them hired, right? Mike McDaniel comes from that tree, like, and now all of a sudden he hired Fangio just to get him on his team so they can run against him in practice and really make that offense sharper. I'm really interested to see what Fangio can do with this defense, though. After a year out of the league, he's hungry. There. All right, let's move on to another one here. More news. So the Steelers have signed linebacker Quan Alexander, formerly an IDP star, formerly of the Jets, formerly of many teams, uh, to a one-year contract. Anyone worried about Cole Holcomb or, to a lesser extent, a Landon Roberts? Let's start with Mr. Santa. Yeah, now, uh, I remember when Quan Alexander was the dynasty linebacker one there for a hot minute, right? Uh, how the mighty have fallen. Um it's a shame because it just feels like, yeah, he 
he can't really catch a break staying healthy. But another guy that, yeah, I mean, he's not really going to see the field unless somebody gets injured in front of him. So, no, this doesn't scare me off Holcomb or Roberts even even slightly. I think they're both really great values. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not expecting too much out of Roberts, but he's a nice, like, depth, you know, bye week guy. And if he goes down, then I would treat Quan Alexander about the same with about the same expectations there. Quan has moved. He went from San Francisco to the Jets, now to the Miami. He's following the coaching tree, right? They're all signing him. It's all family at this point. Last year, he played 50% of the snaps. I was telling Gary before the pod, looking back, he actually had a better year than I thought. But most importantly, he played in every game. That was the first time he's done that since early on when he was the dynasty linebacker one. Now that he's healthy, He's coming in there explosive. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a solid share. But the problem with Pittsburgh is, does it really matter? I mean, last year, Jack Spillane and Bush finished as linebacker 56, 66, and 73, respectively. So who cares? Like Pittsburgh's not going to deploy their linebackers in a logical way. They, they run more formations than anybody. They have people coming on and off the field. And unfortunately the linebackers, especially the middle linebacker doesn't get to be worth anything for an IDP manager. I don't know. Tomlin is definitely big problem there when it comes to that situation. When we were talking earlier, I mean, he, how he handles things was miles Jack. Last year, you know, it looked like, oh, shoot, we finally got that guy. And then what, he got hurt fourth week. Then he come back. We was excited again. And then, boom, part-time player. And then it even got worse. So I have more interest in Roberts than I'll ever have in Holcomb. And I'll tell you what, I have a little bit of interest in Alexander, too, because if we look at history, Holcomb won't be there. If Roberts doesn't rise to the occasion, I mean, there is some opportunity. Now, the problem is you can't depend on any consistency if you do get anything. So, you know, we're talking deep forum X. Really, don't go looking for these guys as starters for your first week. We got to figure this out. Or best ball leagues. Oh, yeah. Right? Got, just yeah, did a yeah. bunch of best ball leagues for IDP. Yeah. I'm excited. Well, I'm looking at the dude at the end of one now. So, God, keep it down, man. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hey, all you crazy IDP fans. We are hosting the IDP Pros Breast Cancer Awareness Giveaway, where you can win a Roquan Smith Baltimore Ravens jersey. All you have to do to enter is donate $3 or more to any nationally recognized cancer organization and post a pic of your donation with the hashtag IDPROS. That's hashtag IDPPros. The drawing will be held on August 24th. Find more information on this podcast Twitter page or on any of your favorite IDP Pros accounts. Enter today and help us bring cancer to its knees. The IDP Pro podcasts are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. And there are plenty of ways to win with NBA, NHL, and MLB player prop parlays as well. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN.
All righty. Let's pick it back up with a little bit more news here. So Tampa Bay Bucks linebacker slash outside linebacker edge rush guy Shaq Barrett has passed his physical, will avoid the PUP list, and is on his way to perhaps a huge comeback season. I am interested. I've got him everywhere, especially best ball. How about you guys? Let's start with Mr. Santa. Yeah, same. I've been grabbing him in best ball, mostly thanks to the depressed sleeper uh, ADP for him. (laughs) So that's been very nice uh, that he's kind of hanging around, you know, those later double digit rounds. Um, And I guess not enough people are are reaching for him to to move him on up. So he's an easy grab when that ADP even gets close uh, to that. I feel like it's like 14, 15th round, something like that. I mean, that's, that's an easy smash the draft button there. Uh, Whether he's, you know, comes back fully healthy or not, um, especially in best ball format, he, I mean, he's going to give us some monster games. Yeah, they might be uh, fewer apart from each other as they once were in previous seasons. But for best ball, I love him. Uh, you know, in more normal formats, I think I'm a little more hesitant to take him there just because, you know, I don't think he's going to be as consistent as he once was. They've got some young Hungry edge rushers behind him. Joe Tryon Shroyinka is is you know kind of been waiting in the wings for a couple of years now. So I just don't know that, and they're probably not going to give him a thousand snaps like he's previously played either. So best wall to smash. Other formats, I'm a little more hesitant. I still want him on my team in case he comes back but I'm not really willing to pay up like I was in, in years past. Outside of the Achilles injury, I mean, Shaq Barrett is dealing with a grief that I can't even possibly fathom with his daughter passing away tragically by drowning in their pool a few months ago. Um, so, man, I can understand his drive to get back on the field, to get back to where things are normal for him as part of that grieving process. I just don't know. Coming off an Achilles tear on October 27th of last year, it takes at least two years to be back to normal, especially for explosive players. I mean, Carl Lawson last year had a solid year for the Jets in his first year post-tear. And he was decent, but I'm looking for this year to be him actually showing up. So, you know, much like Steve was saying, if I have to take him early, I'm not touching Barrett. Before I say anything, I first want to thank JJ why I got him on this spot for all the work that he's put into all the ads for the IDP pros and such, man. <laughs> Plus the big con- contributions you've been putting into with the breast cancer uh, fundraiser league that we have going on with the IDP pros and such. If you guys have heard us talk about them, the commercials and everything. So. I love it that Shaq Bears got back on this field, man. I really do. That's a great story along with everything else that's going on but uh, in his life. So it's gave him something to focus on, I'm sure. And it's had to be, you know, terrible. So wish the best for him. You guys covered it. I'm, I'm wondering about Ryan Neal, man. Uh, you know, we've had that news about Antonio Winfield being moved to the free safety spot and Ryan Neal. And I, we got Steve and JJ on here in a one-to-corner, man. 
are we looking at a DB one with Brian Neal? Is this possible with the secondary? I mean, we got Carlton Davis, and Jamal Dean, I guess penciled in as starters, at least according to ESPN. Yeah, it's an exciting opportunity for Neal. I mean, he's flashed with his opportunities in Seattle, right? Uh, he he kind of had to have injuries occur in front of him to to get on the field. But when he did, he was very solid for, for IDP purposes, at least. So, yeah, this could be interesting to see just how the formations shake out. And is Winfield truly going to be, you know, is he going to be playing center field or is he going to be sort of the, one of these hybrid guys? And, or is Neil going to do the same? Like, who's going to be getting the box snaps? I think, I think that's really going to determine who's going to have the most IDP value outside of maybe some fluky, you know, splash plays like interceptions or fumble recoveries, things like that. I I think they both could finish, honestly, just very similar. Or kind of, I'm trying to think like comparison of, I was going to like with the Petrie and Owens finishes last year, how Owens, right. Petrie was a monster, but mm-hmm. Owens, you know, held his own. But now I'm thinking that probably doesn't work because the Houston linebackers stunk and Tampa Bay has got two really good linebackers at the but I, I just feel like they could finish very similarly this year. So give me the whoever's cheaper in, in drafts. <laughs> JJ, what do you think? Man, I don't know anything. Uh, not really sure what I would do. Listen, DBs <laughs> are not where my strength lies. Anybody's strength except for maybe John's because he is <laughs> now doing his cornerback and defensive back corner, whatever. We're going to put safeties and corners together. So you guys make sure you catch out John's normal <laughs> Famous cornerback corners turn safety. What are you going to call that thing, John? What are you you going to do with that? I don't know. Probably DB corner. And and the answer is there are so many available. You just make sure they're productive and they play a lot and you go get them. All of our advice is to punt on defensive backs, right? Right. (laughs) Because like, yeah, these guys, like there's a, there's a million guys like Ryan Neal who are getting opportunity, who might be good this year. But, you know, if it's whoever falls to you, the latest is who I want (laughs) and let it spread themselves out. And so little depends upon the skill of the player. Yeah. Unfortunately. It's like, it's all just the system you're playing in and how you're being deployed on whether or not they're IDP relevant. And that changes from year to year. Talking about skill set. All right. Are you guys taking Devin White? at his ADP on sleeper clear up or what top five, top 10, or are you going to let it slide and go with Levante David? What in the top 20, maybe I think he slid down there quite a bit. Yeah. Devin, Devin's a little too expensive still for me this year to want to invest in him. So yeah, if we're, if we're talking about David versus white and ADP, it's for me, it would be David all day, unless it's like some ridiculously high scoring you know, IDP settings that maybe I would want uh, the ceiling of white, but in, you know, most people are playing pretty balanced scoring. And when that's the case, I'm not reaching for a guy like white necessarily. Before JJ gets a chance, I want to throw a fair ball in here because it just occurred to me too. I do believe Craig uh, on the manager's pod mentioned like a couple of weeks ago that maybe he's in a contract year, right? So there is that fact, but man, JJ, what do you got? You know, I use the same philosophy in drafting as I do when I go to a bar. I never break the seal. Like, right? Like I hold, I hold, I hold. I I am not drafting IDP until you make me draft an IDP. So generally 
White's gone by the time I break the seal. Right, right. But listen, if I break that seal and he's there, right, I'll take him on my team, but he'll never fall to me. Did it change your mind, Steve, after I told you that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'm I'm sticking to the, to my guns there. Yeah, <laughs> give man. me give me some David. What about you, John? Yeah, I'm probably a Levante David guy, but uh, we got to get back to the news here so we can actually cover all of it. Let's uh, get to the next thing, shall we? So get off my lawn. No! Panthers have signed Dion Jones. We already had too many chefs in the kitchen to begin with. This doesn't help. Yeah, this could be Frankie Louvu turning back into a pumpkin, right? Um, Shaq Thompson's pretty much got that middle green dot spot locked down. Uh yeah, it just stinks when you when you muddy everything up like that. So, I mean, I don't really want any of Deion Jones. This I already wasn't taking much Frankie Louvu at his ADP. I think people are just assuming he's gonna, you know, smash like he did last year. I think with a new defensive coordinator in town, that's probably not a safe assumption. And Shaq Thompson, although he's probably gonna get the majority of the snaps just doesn't give you much beyond tackles, uh, which is just not exciting and not the kind of player I want. So, you know, again, this is another situation where unless injuries, you know, force certain guys onto the field more than others, I kind of staying away from the whole group, unfortunately. Yeah, good stuff there, JJ. Uh, You know, Ijiro Evero came over from the Broncos. Um, He's also in that same coaching tree. Uh, So... Everybody loves him, but when he was in Denver, you know, on 30% of the plays, he only ran with one linebacker, which was almost double the league average. I I can't see Jones supplanting Luvu or Thompson. The money speaks. They gave Luvu some money, so they must have some belief in him. And Ijiro was already in town when they signed that contract, so he must have been on board with it. So I think Jones is just a depth signing. Yeah, good one, too. Uh, all I know, man, is this is one hell of a stacked defense with some freaking talent, right? I mean, look at that secondary. This this is a beast. Whatever they reveal to us in the first couple of weeks is just going to be banging, I bet you. What good is fantasy football content if it doesn't cover both sides of the ball? The SGPN IDP pros have you covered on defense. But we have more to offer than just IDP. Check out the 3D Dynasty podcast with Dave and Brad. That's right. The dude, the dork, and the dynasty. And follow that up with Heroes and Villains, featuring Justin Bruni and Andrew Robb. All of the SGPN Fantasy Football podcasts pride themselves on their actionable content. They bring the research and analysis you need to win your leagues. So help support SGPN and download the SGPN app and catch all of our premium fantasy football content. Yeah, lots of talent on that defense, no doubt. Great point there. All right, let's look at the next thing. Uh, So Commander's linebacker, Jamin Davis, the heir apparent, supposed to play every snap this year. Really good price. Just got caught going about 50 miles over the speed limit and is appealing a reckless driving conviction on uh, Monday this happened. Um, thoughts, gentlemen? It's not good. It's it's not good. That's my thought, Steve. Yeah, I, of course it's not good. I mean, we saw Jordan Addison on the dirty offensive side of the ball have a similar <laughs> issue, right? Um, 
I, I don't think these sorts of things, I, you know, they're, I think they're overblown a little bit. These are, these are rich NFL guys. It's not, it's not, you know, a violent thing. It's not a domestic thing. Uh, it's not a drug thing. So I think it'll, I think it'll kind of get washed away. I'm not, if it's a suspension, maybe one or two games and you know, that's not affecting me too much. So um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not paying too much attention to this. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the 30 days in jail that that's got me a little worried. <laughs> Did he actually get sentenced to that? Yeah, yeah. So, so oh, it's a class shit. class one misdemeanor punisher punishable up to a year in jail. Sentence he was sentenced to thirty days in jail. Uh, so I just I and just don't want that w- to happen in the season. That's all I'm saying. He so went to court. Go ahead, JoJo. So this is the problem. Um, and Steve, like my mind was right where you were at until I read about it. This is his third incident. So he was caught doing one fourteen and forty five. In 2021, he was caught doing 89 in a 65. Four days after that, there was a car accident where, like, he was driving his car. Another player was driving their car. They were both speeding. The player rolled his car and killed his girlfriend. That was four days after. That's why when he went to sign the plea deal with the judge, the judge said, hell no. This is your third incident. And it was in the middle of the day in a high traffic area. Like we're not talking about Jordan Addison out in Minnesota on a freeway in the middle of the night. Like, and I know at least the roads were empty, but man, like I think Davis could see time from this. I don't know if his money's going to get him off. I think you're right. Looking at that too. When they, that judge turning that shit down off this top here is just like not good at all. You can't throw enough money at your lawyer to get this one out of your way. Sounds uh, like a dynasty sell then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm regretting. Uh, wait, wait. Was that a pun? Sell with a C? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You're you're funnier than I am because I didn't think of that one. <laughs> it's okay. I grab I'm, I do dad jokes all day. I grabbed Davis a little bit early and some best balls this, earlier weeks ago months ago now i'm kind of regretting that and by the news right now cody barton and if you look at this terrible depth at this inside linebacker but cody barton is as mediocre in camp right now as we expected he's learning it but i don't think we'll see much to improvement in that and if he lasts i, I don't know i i'm pulling for the guy now they, they now he's got to come through for him because they have nothing other they're they've been playing a kid named hudson Kalik. Hudson, yeah, yeah and yeah. What, what you know something about him? There's no, some... just say yeah, he would be. Uh, it sounds like he would be a deep addition uh, for right. dynasty roster, especially if you own Davis. And I just can't believe that it's going to be Cody Barton season two years in a row here. Right. Oh yeah, definitely a deep dart throw right here. That's a dime drop. That's what the hell that was. So, Cameron, Cameron Curl, Derek Forrest, John. This one, I'm pointing at you, brother. No, it's Curl. I'm thinking of this since he's, he's in the back some more. It's Curl. Right, right. But I like Derek Forrest just as much, man. I, I think it he's going to get a step up. And it, if you look at that inside linebacker group, I mean, you've got a hell of a line. But beyond that, I still think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for these two safeties just for the consideration of the shape of the inside linebackers at the moment. And if you look at any of the freaking free safeties left, there's none. 
Maybe they go borrow one somewhere. I don't know. But at this moment, there's nobody worth a sign right now to stick in here and make this situation any better. Yeah, no doubt. That, I think Gary's got it right on the head there. The safeties are in for a bump if this thing goes south, no doubt. Uh, so the Bears just signed Yannick Ngakwe to a one-year deal for $10.5 million. They do not have a pass rush. Any interest? Because I, I think I might be in certain mm -hmm. leagues. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, we everyone, you know, we gave Travis Gibson a shot last year and he let everyone down, did nothing. So yeah, you're right. I mean, they've got no one hardly on that edge. I think they brought in a guy from the Titans from yeah, Demarcus Walker, but this is that that's a great pairing, I think, actually. Um, will he see enough, you know, not get double teamed enough <laughs> to make an impact? Hopefully, um, because they, you know, they I know they drafted uh Dexter, the rookie for the interior, so hopefully he can take some pressure off him. But yeah, I kind of like this. Is my gut reaction is that, um, yeah, I took I've got Ngakwe on a couple deeper leagues, you know, took a shot at him or er, you know, earlier in this year, and this almost couldn't be a better landing spot for him. He's got zero competition talent wise ahead of him, yeah, uh, JJ. I sometimes worry, though, that that might actually make it harder for him. Yannick seems to be like a guy who likes to come in a designated pass rushing role, you know, play a couple snaps here and there, and so he can give it his full energy. Um, and there, you're right. I was just looking at this roster. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, there's nothing. That no, that defensive no. line is I mean, no offense. They are, they're all professionals. They all work hard. They've achieved more than I have in my life. JJ, do you hear what happened last year, man? There were teams actually willing to donate a couple of extra sacks from their stats to the Bears because they just <laughs> felt bad about the whole damn situation. Wow, that is ugly. Well, the, yes, the, Eagle, yes, the Eagles could. <laughs> yeah, Eagles, Eagles, Eagles could afford well, to. Yeah, the what Jets actually that? finally have like some decent linemen. We'll send a couple over. No, yeah, we yeah. fuck the Bears. Sorry, <laughs> that we we can leave that in. We okay. have we have we have different masters these days. That's fine. Ah. <laughs> Gary, anything on uh, Yannick? Man, I've never been a fan. Never been a fan. I'm not a fan of this situation up there. So I'm not willing to throw a dart at nothing. Fuck. All right, love love that. And and ends it with an f bomb. All right, so we got the good stuff out of the way. Now we got to talk about corners. Uh, I do love this guy, though. So the Raiders signed Marcus Peters just recently. I think this is a beautiful thing. He's an excellent cornerback, especially for IDP. He's a splash play guy. He can win you your week. He's going to take some of the heat off Nate Hobbs uh, or maybe maybe even put some on Nate Hobbs as a good thing. Because, uh, you know, if you're going to throw at Peters, you're going to throw at Hobbs. You're going to throw at Hobbs. This may help him. I love this. Uh, but, Steve, what are your thoughts? Marcus Peters to the Raiders. Yeah, I'm going to peek at the depth chart just to see. Um, oh, there's okay, no one. Duke, yeah, I was going to say Duke Shelley looks to be the other, like, possibly slot corner. So, um, yeah, this could be awesome. Um, I mean, we know he's a he's a ball hawk. He's a, he, do, he takes care of the splash plays. Um, could even send him to the quarterback a handful of times. So if he gets you two and a half, three sacks, that's all just gravy on top. So, um, yeah, I really like this. I think that defense could be on the field quite a bit, <laughs> uh, especially if Jacobs holds out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for, for CBs, and, and it, he's another one where, you know, even with the, the signing, 
people aren't drafting it. So like you could just wait and wait. You can literally wait to your last pick or last two picks and fill in with a guy like Peters and you'll probably have one, a top at least 24 guy with a top 12 ceiling with your literal last pick. So I love it. I'll raise you. Don't even waste a last round pick and just sign them off of waivers because nobody's drafting Marcus Peters and not because he's not good. We know he's a good player. We know he's going to come in there. He's going to raise the level of the other cornerbacks because they're going to match that crazy man's intensity, right? Like he's going to raise the level of those cornerbacks and he won't get drafted. So you don't need to draft defensive backs. You don't need to do it. You can wait, especially cornerbacks. Yep, that's true, Gary. Any thoughts? Peters and Hobbs, apparently both of them are going to be, you know, sure shit starters. One of them will probably be covering a slot too. So uh, they're leaning, I guess, facey son, facey son or something. I I apologize. But he's, either way, he, he was decent a couple of years ago, actually. Giants, maybe. No, nah, he came from Indy, I think. And they also have uh, somewhere else. Didn't they draft Jacorian uh, Bennett? I don't know. You oh, say so. We get this deep on freaking corners to begin with when we just. I'm on a show with and... Johnny the Greek. Right. You don't think I'm going to read up on yeah, you dropped You dropped Facey Saw's name. Let me drop a little bit more news here or ask a couple of questions just to break us open on this defense because we already know what we got with Crosby and the interior defensive line. Let's look at Diablo and Spillane, which reportedly is Spillane. You know, I mean, they are looking at him as a starter at this point, at least the people that beat writers around. You know, uh, I don't think anything's written in stone, that's for sure. I don't think Luke Masterson is definitely not the answer there. But how are you guys feeling about those two? I mean, the position we have seen in the past, it really be a good freaking productive position with that inside linebacker, one or the two. And I don't know how to act about these guys. I don't know whether to go for it or deal with it. What do you think, Steve? I think we're spoiled because we play in such deep leagues that these guys are on our radar for drafting. But like, Perryman, uh, those couple, it was about two years or a year and a half ago, whatever, was like a waiver wire gem uh, playing that middle linebacker spot for the Raiders. So I think depending on the depth of your league, these guys would be on my watch list. And I might not be investing draft picks on them in shallower leagues, but they are, I'm snagging whichever one goes off in week one off the waivers. And I'm, and I'm researching the snap counts on the other one. Maybe he just didn't defend a pass or he only got five tackles and nothing else but like if they're playing similar snaps i want them both on my radar uh, i think they both have great upside it's really going to come down to health and who's on the field more you know what i mean yeah until his injury diablo was on the field 100 percent of the snaps actually that that might be a lie i think it was like 99 percent of the snaps he missed a couple in the first <laughs> week uh but i think spillane is more of a perryman replacement than he is diablo like, they generally run in most sets two linebackers. Uh, they generally run out of a dime with two LBs. And when they go to the big dime, I think Diablo would stay on the field as the linebacker in that situation. So, I don't know. I'm seeing uh, Spillane coming in there, maybe getting 70 to 80% of snaps, and Diablo being closer to 100. 
But like Steve said, I think either of them is going to provide value. I mean, Perryman provided value last year. Yeah, yeah. I think Diablo is supposed to get the green dot from, from what I'm hearing. So, yeah, that makes sense for his uh, those snap count projections there. The IDP Pros Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. The Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is perfect for the diehard degenerate. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first prize. Plus, we've got a monthly SGP Stories podcast, which is an ad-free, uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being degenerates. There's even a Discord channel just for our patrons. The Sports Gambling Podcast has and always will give out all their picks for free, and the Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Patreon. What good is football content if it doesn't cover both sides of the ball? The SGPN IDP pros have you covered on defense, but we have more to offer than just IDP. Check out our flagship podcast, the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast with Emerson Beery and Justin Bruni. Follow that up with a chaser of old-fashioned football with your hosts, Justin and Miranda Mark. All of the SGPN podcasts pride themselves on their actionable content. They bring the research and analysis you need to win. So help support SGPN and download the SGPN app and catch all of our premium football content. All right. All depends on league size. All right, fellas. One last one. This was an all news episode. Let's end it up with a bang. Let's talk about Devin Witherspoon, who held out a little bit. Bit of a bit of a diva move for a guy that's never played an NFL snap, but uh, but he signed. Uh, are you buying into the hype? Do you think this is the rookie corner one this season? Let's start with Steve. Not even a little bit. I think I want like at least two guys ahead of him, maybe three. I like. I know I like Gonzalez and Forbes, um, and I might even like the guy from the Giants, Banks, I believe, uh, ahead of Witherspoon, just because I think they. You know, they recognize his ceiling as, you know, a potential one of these like shutdown guys. But for IDP, that sucks, right? And you've got two really good corners, three actually from last year that all played very well, or at least gave us good IDP stats in um, Bryant and Woolen and good old he he Michael Jackson uh, chipped in with some solid games there. So, <laughs> I mean, he might have some some climbing to do on the depth chart. So at least in year one, I want at least three of the other first-rounders ahead of him and possibly some of the later guys for fantasy purposes ahead of him. So let someone else go with the name value and the draft pick value, but I'm out in year one. Dynasty, it's whatever. It's a cornerback for Dynasty. It's irrelevant, right? But um, for redraft, you know, for me, he wouldn't even be drafted yet. Uh, He's a waiver guy. Yep, JJ. Well, I'm not going to lie. I thought we were talking about a kilo uh, Witherspoon of the Rams. So my notes aren't really going to help me out here very much. <laughs> but uh, key rookie cornerbacks, I like them even less than cornerbacks. So I won't even sign them off of waivers. 
Adams is probably even more doubtful, I think, is what I heard lately. Maybe he's not even going to hit that. So we're looking at Diggs and Love, man. You also, I was wrong about Love. Adams is not coming back. I really thought he'd – bullshit. But either way, I wasn't really buying Love. I, I probably should have bought more into that uh, previously. But what about that big news about Daryl Taylor? Yeah, I saw his arms in a sling. I think I sent a tweet about it earlier where um, I really like Derek Hall, the rookie, much more so than Boy Mafe. He kind of flopped in his rookie year. Um, was gave a decent tackle floor for the position and, and how much they rotate, but the sacks just weren't there. And I, I mentioned in my tweet that although I like Hall more, I don't think any of them are going to be super reliable outside of Nuosu and possibly – Draymond Jones on the interior there. Um, but if I if you gun to my head and, and you're making me choose some other one, I don't know the severity of Taylor's injury, but arm in a sling probably isn't great. But give me Derek Hall, the rookie, if, if I'm taking someone else from that line. That's the same answer I'd have. JJ, anything? No. It's so deep on that Seattle. It's a Tomlin effect That's with Pete Carroll and his de- defensive line. Same, same shit. What's up with uh, Tariq Woolen dropping the ta? <laughs> Big Rick. I mean, I love it, but hey, I think I was a little surprised. Someone called out. I think like the team's official website. Like, I think the one part they listed him as Tariq, and then in the sub like uh, meat of their page, they had Reek listed. And, like, they can't even decide what to call him. So. Uh, hey, call him whatever he wants. It's like Shaq, uh, Darius going to Shaq, right? You know, all for it. Yeah, as long as they give us the IDP points. But uh, that is all the time we have this week, fellas. Let's get uh, let's give you the floor each and talk about what you got going on this season, where we can find you. Uh, Mr. Santa, how about you? Uh, I mean, you just did this for us, but one more time, if you don't mind. Yeah, so um, I'm the content manager over at idpguys.org. I, we're just you know, trying to help people grow this awesome format. It's really the best format of fantasy football to play. So uh, we try to put out articles for all levels of players of IDP. So whether you're a beginner, intermediate, or super advanced and deep, we try to hit all of you, putting out some really exciting tools this year. So uh, our Discord chat, have a ton of fun in there and just help people manage their mostly dynasty teams, but we get some redraft heads in there too. So uh, yeah, just love love putting out stuff over there. And uh, I live on Twitter. So if you ever want to chop it up with me, just uh, find me on there and uh, start tweeting me funny gifts and and we'll have a gift battle. Beautiful. JJ, how about you? Man, you can find me in a classroom uh, (laughs) teaching. Uh, I'm not doing any content this year. Uh, You might see me appear on a random pod or making some sort of snarky comment on Twitter. If you want to follow me, I'm at JJ Wenner. I don't know. I don't do a lot on there except bitch about other people. Um, yeah. The only thing I have to say, hey, new people in the IDP world, don't beat your chest so hard on your victories. Damn. Right? Like, just slow roll it. Everybody yeah. here is kind of chill. Be chill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Be chill. Don't mess, don't mess with karma, man. Don't mess with like, karma. JJ, hey, man. If you guys haven't caught the manager's pod yet, all right, JJ joined us on there. So make sure you guys check out the, the IDP pros managers pod too out there, wherever you get your podcast gentlemen. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This was fun.
Thank you. Always a blast. Thanks, Bye. fellas. We'll see you all same time, same place next week. Have a good one.